Hello, everyone, and welcome back to There and Back Again, a friend's journey. Did I get it right this time? You did. Great okay, job. good. Two Second times in a row. Time. I'm doing great. So, yeah. Yeah. So, that's awesome. You so, put in a good day's work. I think we're done here. Yes. So. <laughs> Well, the last well, the last episode was an extended edition. This is just simply a short little video clip from yeah. Lord of the Rings version of. Because yeah, our first episode was like an hour. The mm-hmm. last one was like over an hour and a half, right? I think so. Yeah. So right yeah. Around. What's this one going to be? Who knows? You got to stay tuned to find out. So. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, we're not real sure you too. So. <laughs> but we certainly will not be hasty about it, as one would say. So. Oh my gosh, I'm Why out of touch. What's that? Why do you say that, Why do Father I say, Jared? Well, that's because we got some custom, well, not customized, mugs from Etsy that I found that have Don't Be Hasty on them. Uh, a line from Treebeard in the Two Towers, right? Isn't that Two Towers? Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah, because like Mary and Pippin are trying to push him and he says, yeah. Don't Be Hasty. And yeah, and both Grace and I kind of have a tendency to be slow moving at times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I am more than you, so... Sure. Because you've definitely got more of a... Yeah. I have a fast walk. You have a fast walk, and you just kind of, like, have more of, like, a... What do I want to say? Determination. Yeah. In general. And so... but I think you're pretty determined, but... I think I think determination is <laughs> maybe a friendly way of, like, saying jerk or direct or something <laughs> like that, so... <laughs> That's not what I meant. I know. I'm kidding. I'm Why'd kidding. you have to say that when I had mouthful? That was kind of intentional. <laughs> <laughs> not going to lie. <laughs> I was kind of hoping that, well, I guess that could have been sprayed all over me, so that would have been awkward, but. That would have been kind of funny. That would have been funny, but yeah. then. We'll see about next time. <laughs> <laughs> There's still, you still got water left That's in that true. cup. That's so We'll see. Yeah. Are we, wait, were we going to tell the backstory to this? Yeah. Okay, you so. Can. Why do I have to tell it? I've been I, talking the entire time. Okay, fine. I'll tell it. <laughs> it's just that you're going to remember the details better than I am. Okay. So we were um, getting ice cream one time and we were standing in line. Yes. What did so, I miss already? <laughs> well, so no, we were getting ice cream and the other detail is that your sister and then also nephew, nephew. Are, are there too. Mm-hmm. So we're getting ice cream and her sister... And her nephew, who is also kind of known, so he also likes to take his time as well. So, yeah. so Finn is taking his time, mm-hmm. and they so they so they are ordering. But then Grace and I have back there having a conversation, and then <laughs> should we mention her by name? Do you think she cares? I don't think she would okay. care. So Audrey is with Finn, and they order their ice cream, and so we're supposed to go next. And I forget exactly what Audrey says, but she's like, yeah. uh, "You guys like." you guys can order now. And I think we're like, yeah, yeah. And like, we kind of ignored her <laughs> and we didn't order. And so with like the employees there and the place is packed. So we're like taking up everybody's time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it took us forever to just order in the first place. Yeah. And did not realize that Audrey is upset with us. And then got her <laughs> ice cream or no, we, we what happened? Oh, so we were waiting for one of the things because we ordered something for dad. <laughs> the story's getting <laughs> yes. ridiculous, but we ordered something for dad and it was taking them a long time to make it. And um, so we were just standing at the counter. I thought, you know, yeah. that's just a thing to do. But Audrey's like, guys, grab your ice cream and sit down. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what she said, but it was something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that because there was other people's like <laughs> orders were coming up while we were still waiting on 
your dad's. <laughs> and she's like, you can pick up. Your... And so finally we did and we sat down, but that's not the end of it. So, <laughs> so at the very end, I realized that Audrey is like really frustrated that we're taking so long because like, she's like trying to get stuff moving. And then like, so we're both trying to like, then finally I begin to get hasty. But then, like, as we're leaving, then Grace decides to take her good old time with wiping everything <laughs> off of Finn's, like, well, taking Finn his was off. covered in chocolate. Yeah, so. so, and so she's, like, turning his arm, like, making sure <laughs> she got everything off beforehand. And you could just tell, like, yeah, Audrey's about to lose her mind. <laughs> yeah. So from that point on, then I immediately thought of just uh, the next day, I was like, I sent a gift that just had, don't be hasty, you know, master hobbits. And that's where this comes from is, yeah. We're both just taking our good old time, and we mm-hmm. like to take our good old time while we're yeah. <laughs> yeah. talking about Lord of the Rings. So yeah, that's where mm-hmm. all that comes from. So yeah, ridiculous story of story. getting ice cream, which is the one thing I will take my time for. I do love ice cream a lot. Yeah. Who doesn't? Probably people who are lactose intolerant. But besides them, besides people who literally can't enjoy that's it. That's true. It is one of the not. greatest comfort foods. Yeah. Like... Ice cream will always make a day better, you know? Mm, like peanut butter. Like peanut butter. Also, if you're not allergic. Also, if you're not allergic. So, now, uh, so this is, there. I'm sure there's something out there for you, people who are allergic to nuts and. Oh, yeah. Have, oh, yeah. yeah. Plenty. There's plenty. There's a lot of good food in the world. So, mm, truly. This is turning into a very hobbit like conversation, by the way. <laughs> this is. What kind of plants can we talk about? <laughs> So anyway, Father Jared got us these wonderful mugs. Yes. And um, the official mugs of there and back again. Yeah. And we are not being paid to say this. Etsy is not paying us. It's true. Tree beard and wisdom. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what it says at the bottom. Sorry. Probably need to have a close up of this. So. Oh gosh, really close up. All right. Well, since we're beating that dead horse, yeah. pretty good. So, <laughs> if you're sticking with us, thank you. So yeah. yeah. Thank you and bless you. <laughs> Yeah, and blessedly, that's true. So, yeah. If you stick around to the end, I'll give you a blessing, maybe. So, <laughs> well, I guess speaking of that, I guess I can lead us in prayer. Oh, yeah, yeah do so that. We can please. start, then we can jump into today's topic. Is that too soon? Do we need to talk about ourselves, or do you think we're good? I think we're good, although I do have a question. Oh, that's true. After the prayer, yeah. or did we do that? After the prayer. Pray okay. First. In the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Almighty and ever loving Father, we give you thanks again this month for the gift, many gifts that you bestowed upon each and every one of us. We thank you, especially as this evening we discuss the topic of friendship within Lord of the Rings, that you will help us to appreciate this great gift that you have given to us in this life, most especially friendship with your son, Jesus Christ, with his blessed mother and with all the saints, but also the friendships we are to treasure in this life, which are signs to us of your goodness, of your care, of your love, and the assurance of hope for eternity. We ask you might guide our conversation this evening, that we might say what may help those out there and say only the good things that people need to hear. And we ask this all in your name. Amen. Amen. In the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So what is the question for this month? So the question, <clears throat> can I tell the backstory? Okay, sure. That I kind of told you, which oh, was right. just that I was... I knew I was going to be entrusted with asking a question this month. This is how mm-hmm. we like to start the podcast with a question. And um, 
I was thinking about it yesterday. I'm like, in anything that, first of all, wasn't coming up with much. Second of all, what I was coming up with was just like, meh. Like, I'm (laughs) not excited about that at all. And so today I had a few minutes um, in the church uh, and I was just praying, praying, you know, for a few different things. But one of them was like, Lord, please just give me a question that I can ask on the podcast tonight. And then I kid you not, like moments later, the most ridiculous idea comes to mind. And I laughed and I looked at the Lord and I said, that's funny. I'm going to do yeah. that. <laughs> well, so a- here it is. If you could choose, <laughs> if you could choose like a hair type or hairstyle from any of the like different species of, you know, people like elf, dwarf, hobbit, human, or man in the Lord of the Rings to rock yourself, like to have on your own head, which one would you choose? Oh, man. <laughs> oh. You were not expecting that, were you? No. I don't, there is something I kind of like about like the, the long greasy hair of like the men that's like kind of like, like rugged in its own way. Mm-hmm. But if I'm like going with, but that's like, sounds like it will probably be unpleasant, like to actually wear. Yeah. So if I'm actually going to be honest, it'll probably be like something like the hobbits to have like a sweet kind of curly fro kind of okay. thing going on. Yeah. So I, and also because I did have like longer hair about that length mm-hmm. in high school, which I really did like having, um, mm-hmm. not going to do that ever again. So don't tempt me. <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> yeah, but I think, yeah, definitely Hobbit. Hobbit. Okay. Yeah. What about you? That's a solid choice. Well, I'm kind of torn between Hobbit or elf. Um, what? Wait, like <laughs> Hobbit women or like, would you want to kind of the, well, yeah, like the Hobbit women, like okay. all the Hobbits have curly hair. Yeah. Um, and like, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be bad for like a Hobbit man because even their hair is kind of long, yes. longer. Um, but yeah, but I can't decide. I'm kind of leaning towards, well, yeah, I can't decide because I do really, really like curly hair, <laughs> but I also, <laughs> I told you it was ridiculous. <laughs> no, I love like, this is actually just a funny conversation because I actually do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do miss my old hair. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm realizing right now, this is weird. Yeah, this is weird. <laughs> Didn't know what kind of things were going to be brought up. Oh, yeah. But I also do really like the elves' hair. Like, yeah. just so long and just yeah. so much and just so, like, wonderful. Like, yeah. I love, yeah, Arwen and, uh, oh, and even, like, Galadriel's hair yeah. is, like, powerful. Yeah. So, Power. yeah. Powerful. Or That's a great word. It, what's this? There's a story, you've shared it before, about she gives her hair... To Gimli. To Gimli. What is the symbolism behind that or what's the result of that? Well, that's such a big deal because, so Gladriel is like one of the oldest elves in Middle Earth. Okay. Uh, and there was a great elf master, Fenor, who actually asked her three times for one strand of hair and she denied him each time because she could see the pride within his heart. That he wanted to basically, he didn't want to like treasure her hair. He wanted her hair to make like these beautiful, like to make something really, really beautiful that would like glorify himself. Mm-hmm. And then actually like there, and you've heard of the 
like prelude to Lord of the Rings called the Cimmerillion. Mm-hmm. That's because Fenor actually makes three makes three Cimmerils, three jewels that are the most valuable, the most precious of all the jewels in Middle Earth, and that's kind of it stands at the center of like a lot of the Cimmerillion. Mm-hmm. And so he actually makes those an imitation of her hair. So the significance of whenever Gimli simply asks once uh-huh. in all humility, and he asks for one strand and she gives him three, an indication of Fenor who asked three times for one strand of hair. Mm-hmm. Now Gimli simply asks once for one strand and she gives him three strands. Mm-hmm. So it's significant that she must have saw something different because she has this gift of like being able to stare into your soul, essentially, mm-hmm. that she looked into Gimli and she saw something different from what she saw in Fenor. Which is significant because the elves and dwarves don't like each other, and Fenor was an elf. Oh, okay. So it's like a big deal that she decides to give three strands of her hair to him. Mm-hmm. And that she didn't the give dwarf. it to one of her own kind. Mm-hmm. She saw yeah. he had better intentions. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Thanks for refreshing yes. my memory. No, that's fine. Huh. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So there's the significance of hair in Lord of the Rings. So yes. it does have relevance to the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> if I could, now this is not possible, but if I could mix Hobbit and elf hair, like that's the dream. What does that even look like then? Long and curly. Okay. <laughs> so if you have long and curly yeah. hair, you are blessed indeed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Grace has a holy jealousy of your hair. I don't know if it's holy, but... um, (laughs) All right, moving along. What are we talking about? We're talking about friendship. So, so yes. So, delighting in each other's gifts. So, Mm -hmm. Grace also delights in your long hair. So... Yes. 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 So, yeah, because I think in Lord of the Rings, something that I've always kind of noted is... Like the entire story is about not obtaining something as it is in a lot of stories. So like you go on a mission to find the Holy Grail or to, you know, find the fair maiden or whatever it is. In a lot of the stories, like you're trying to find some sort of treasure, right? In Lord of the Rings, something precious has been found, but it's also something evil. And so it's actually the giving back of that item, that treasure Mm -hmm. that is actually the central. So it's not about taking it's actually about giving but then also beyond that then like the only thing that a lot of the members of the fellowship besides aragorn who obviously obtains um arwen not obtains but (laughs) he earns like their love is now being able to be brought to fruition after he has completed his task Mm -hmm. the exception that's like what everybody else gets is friendship is friendships out of it Mm -hmm. because in the book, Samwise is merely like an under, like is merely like a gardener for Frodo, <laughs> like a faithful gardener, mm-hmm. but like, but not much more, not much more really at the beginning of the book. Mm-hmm. So they become friends through this kind of mission, yeah. right? And his again, like he's all obviously very faithful to Frodo, so that's why he goes with him in the beginning, even. So yeah, so yeah, and so you can kind of see that as at the center of the story and even Legolas and Gimli, that's like a big deal that they become friends throughout the whole thing. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. And so you see those things build up and you see like Mary and Pippin befriend Eomer in the books. You see them 
befriend Faramir and you see them befriend all kinds of like people like men from these other races throughout the books and throughout the movies. So the one thing they get is friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it must be worth something. So it must be worth something. <laughs> worth a whole lot because yeah. everything that they went through. Yes, is worth it. Is worth it. And yeah. something you said there when you were talking about um, like the ring and that it wasn't about, so like the mission wasn't about taking something but about giving it back, giving something precious back. And although like in this case it was something evil, but I was just thinking like that's the same thing with friendship is like, it's yeah. a precious thing that we have to give back to the Lord and see yeah. how he is glorified in it. And, um, yeah, yeah. And just, so giving friendship back to the Lord, what do you mean by that? I guess, uh, in some ways like surrendering. Yeah. Um, like what do I want to say? The future, I the guess. Future. <laughs> yeah. Surrendering the future and, um, surrendering what comes of, the friendship, I guess, and that it is, it is the Lord's. Yeah. And so just like, I don't know, I'm just thinking now of like when, you know, parents have children, like ultimately the child belongs to the Lord and they're yeah. just, what if I, they're just like on loan. Yeah. <laughs> or is that the word? I, th- I think that, that can fit. quite right. But they're, yeah. And then they're just to give their child back yeah. to the Lord. And so, I don't know, just think. Yeah, there's like a part of surrender. Yeah. In the outcome. Yeah, the surrendering the outcome. Surrendering the results. It's always something I talk about. Mm-hmm. Like we simply have to do the right thing and the results, whatever they be, we just have to accept. Like that is an outcome. Yeah. Because like the means don't just, or the ends do not justify the means mm-hmm. in the mind of a Catholic. And so the means are like everything. Like how we get there is what it's all about, you know? And I think that's something that people always like, well, they should have taken the Eagles. And it's like, you missed the entire point. Like it is about the entire journey. Mm-hmm. It's about how they get there yes. and the sacrifices they had to make for one another in order to like complete that mission. And that's that what friendship. it's about. And that friendship, <laughs> like that wouldn't have happened otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's true. That's a very freeing I, or yes. reality. Yes. Is that like surrendering the result? Like just do what's right. Yeah. And it will be okay. <laughs> it will be okay. Oh. Like, yeah. Yeah. But that's not easy. No. 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 Yeah. No. Hmm. But I think it gives a certain amount of peace because we also always want, yeah, we want success in the way that we think that it should come, especially for, yeah especially if we're putting a lot of effort into something and like, um, yeah. So it's just the idea of, or the reality of all you got to do is yeah. <laughs> the right thing, which is, which is hard. It is. <laughs> it is. Hard. Yeah, that is very true. And I, th- and I th- so like, as you mentioned that about, you know, like putting in that effort, I think that that's, you know, that's kind of like where I was going to eventually get to. But like, mm-hmm. I think so often, like on one end, it can feel like we're putting all the effort into like some friendships that we may have. And I think there was, as I was like researching for this and watching some clips from the movie, like a comment that somebody said is like, you know, we all want a friend like Sam, 
but we but what we forget is that we should probably also be a friend like Sam, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like we all want that friend, but are we willing to be that friend? you know? Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's one of those testaments to our own willingness within friendships is that, yeah, at times it may, and it doesn't mean that people don't, it's just like, sometimes it may seem that people don't care. Mm-hmm. And you can see that with like one Sam's willingness to kind of like bear with Rodu, even in the difficulty of like some things as like the ring begins to take greater and greater hold on him mm-hmm. that Sam like doesn't understand how to help Frodo, but he's like willing to still stick with them. It's not until Frodo phys- like forcefully pushes him away that he actually turns away. But then even wherever he realizes that he's been, that he and Frodo have been duped by Gollum, not Smeagol, by Gollum. Made that clarification. Does that work? Thank you. Okay, no good. <laughs> Don't want to offend Grace's <laughs> love for Smeagol, so I make sure I call him Gollum. Gollum tricks, you know, like in whenever he realizes that, then he turns back and mm-hmm. seeks Frodo. And so I think that that's an important element of looking at that. And even then, you see, like after the destruction of the ring, then Frodo Frodo's able to like once again comfort Sam as he's sad about the fact that he's not going to get to marry Rosie. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, right, Rosie. Sorry, I want to make sure I got the right name. So correct, <laughs> correct. Thank you. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, so that's a good insight, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, and I know that as you're talking about just, like, uh, the effort, putting in the effort, um, something you commented on um, in our preparatory email. <laughs> <laughs> Father Jared's really good about uh, helping me prepare, and so he'll send an email with some clips and different ideas. Yeah. Um, or maybe it was on the outline itself, but it was just about friendship is more about intentionality than it is proximity yes so that goes back to making an effort yeah and um yeah i was just thinking like it's pretty like oopsie it's pretty (laughs) (laughs) oopsie (laughs) um like it's a pretty obvious thing but just like thinking about like how we can be in like close proximity with people but still feel far away yeah you know and just sure. still um lack that like intimacy that a friendship can have mm-hmm. and so yeah so you're right it's about intentionality yeah um yeah yeah because i sometimes think about that like now we obviously have an ability to connect with people all over the world mm-hmm. like at any given time through phone facetime texting mostly, but I think that's, you know, like all those kind of ways that we can connect. It's fascinating to me that like during World War II that a lot of wives didn't see their husbands and might have been lucky to get like a letter from them. You know, like like there was a lot to send and like ships got sunk and like all that stuff, like all those lines of communications. And yet they were all like the fact that they were faithful to each other through like like that there were some, like obviously it probably wasn't universal, but like a lot mm-hmm. of them were faithful to each other throughout that experience. It's just like mind boggling to me, that you is. know, like, like there's not like, they're not even like able to call each other. Mm-hmm. Like writing letters is like the most that they can do. And those letters probably took months upon months to get there. And then you had write one back and it took months or months to, for that one to get there. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's just like so amazing. Mm-hmm obviously it's marriage but it's also marriage is like highest form or one of the highest forms of friendship in this life 
endured even without like, like not only just like physical distance, but even like the ability to communicate with one another, Yeah, which is just kind of amazing. So it is amazing. Yeah. What's that expression? Distance makes the heart grow fond. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. <laughs> that must've been at play there. Yes. Because, <laughs> yeah. 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 Dang. That is amazing. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. You have many points there. I you wrote do. Down, you wrote down much more than I did. I, so. Yeah, I do. I'm not sure where I want to go. Um, so, okay. So at the, uh, just, a, there's a lot of really great clips all yes. right, in the Lord of the Rings that where friendship is highlighted in some very beautiful and sometimes leading to tears yes. moments. Yes. Tear jerkers. <laughs> um, tear jerkers. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thanks. It's been a long day. Yes. <laughs> Don't we both know it? Yes. Don't we know it? So. Yeah. <laughs> long podcast. Long day. Yeah. Lose my mind. Yep. Um, <laughs> it's called a tearjerker. Yes. Um, but yeah, like there's this scene towards the end of the Return of the King where Mary has is like lying on the battlefield. Yeah. And Pippin finds him. And like he, Mary says, I knew you'd find me. Yes. <laughs> and I just think that's a really beautiful, yeah. So I just kind of took some notes on like different, um, clips and then what they speak to about friendship. Yeah. And so, um, and so like, I think in that one <laughs> friendship finds like friendship finds the other person and I like that. yeah. And, and even like it gets even kind of more intense and more relatable perhaps. Um, because so you see when he says like, I knew you'd find me, like yeah. he has he had no doubts in him yeah. until he, there was still a doubt because then he said, are you going to leave me? Yes. <laughs> and so it's like his, their friendship was strong, but there was just still this, um, the darkness of doubt still lingering in his yeah. mind. Of like, okay, now that you find me, sure, you found me, but surely you're gonna leave, yeah. and I would understand why. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah. What do, you, what do you mean by surely, and surely you would know why? Would understand why because, I guess because yeah, that's a good question. Maybe in some ways it's like, like being in Mary's. Po- po- position i wanted to say like (laughs) like being in mary's position like thinking of all the effort that pippin already had to go to just to find him laying there like in poor condition like all right you've already been through a lot just to find me here um and like will you like, will you be able to help me? So like, why would you stay? You probably have better things to do. Um, I don't know. That's a good question though, because yeah. Yeah. What do you think? think Well, I was going to ask. So I think that that's like, that is like a good point that friendship finds, but then also like whenever we are found, we sometimes doubt then like, 
that of our friends find us in the battlefields of life and they see like where we're at, like, are they going to want to stick around? Yeah. <laughs> like you found me and here I am. Look at how broken <laughs> I am. Mm-hmm. So I guess I was thinking about how that applies to just even the, our own response that we want to be found. But then when we're found where we are, we're like, well, see, I'm on the bad side of town. You're probably not going to stick around now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's going to hurt you. Yeah. It puts you in a really undesirable position. Yes. Or at least these are the things we tell ourselves. Yeah. Uncomfortable position, <laughs> mm-hmm. dangerous. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I like that you said the battlefield. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So you would think I, I would understand why you would want to leave this yes. battlefield and you have my permission. Yes. But I really don't want you to, Yes, but I'm too afraid to say that. Yeah. <laughs> too afraid to say that, you know? Yeah. 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 That's awesome. But then hmm. of course, um, but then of course Pippin assures him like, no, Mary, I'm staying right here. I'm going to yeah. look after you. Yes. That's a really huge moment in their friendship. It is. It is. That's yeah. a beautiful moment. Mm-hmm. One of the many. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. I like that. Yeah. French, French finds. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to remember that one. That's a great line. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess maybe kind of going off of that, um, like, like the battlefield kind of imagery and just being, um, friendship finds, but it also stays, um, the, the scene at the end of the return of the King when Frodo says, I'm glad to be with you, Samwise Gamgee. (laughs) Here at the end of all things. Here at the end of all things. Um, and it's just kind of this recognition of like, everything is wrong. Yeah. Besides the fact that you're here with me. Yeah. Like everything, everything's wrong. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But the fact that you're here with me gives me cause for joy. <laughs> yeah. And just like the solidarity of that and just that also like speaks to um, that lie of, well, I understand why you would want to leave. <laughs> yes. You know. Yeah. I also like, I guess I've got to give, like, I've always loved the movies, but in particular, like looking at some of those scenes, like that scene, and then even the scene at the end of the return of the King to where it's like Frodo wakes up and it's like very like, like it's kind of ridiculous. You know, <laughs> it, it is, is. It's amazing. It, it is ridiculous. It is amazing, but I got to give it to Peter Jackson for having like the guts to make and include that in the film. Mm-hmm. Cause I think we're we're we've so given ourselves over to like false intimacy mm-hmm. that he actually showed like some really great like in those like that image that you like even we talked about with Mary and Pippin mm-hmm. like that's like a really weird thing for like a guy and like just saying in like the modern context not that it actually is weird that it's wrong right it's but unusual like, it's unusual to have somebody actually be willing to say like admit that like. I knew you'd find me. So it like admitting that, like I knew you would be faithful mm-hmm. and then also admitting like, you're not going to leave me. Are you? And then somebody saying like, I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. Like those are some pretty like vulnerable words that they share with each other. Mm-hmm. And then even Frodo and Sam at the end, like I'm glad, like whenever Sam's like lamenting that he always wanted to marry, that he wants to marry Rosie and he's not going to, he thinks now that they destroyed the ring and that mountain is blowing up, that that's never going to happen. 
reasonable assumption. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then to like admit like I wanted to marry her and I would have married her and that's who I would have married. Mm. So like this very vulnerable place, like this thing that he's probably been treasuring and carrying with him the entire way. Mm-hmm. And has given him a lot of strength. Has given him a lot of strength. He now opens up about and then Frodo embraces and said, I'm glad to be here. Like, yeah, that sucks, man. But I'm glad that you're here with me at the end of all things. Mm-hmm. And so again, like those are beautiful moments of intimacy. And then like the joy and like the silliness that people like can interpret from that final scene to after Frodo wakes up after that moment mm-hmm. is I think a testament to the fact that like one thing that like kudos to Peter Jackson for including that stuff, because again, that probably took some guts to include like those intimate moments because we don't like to admit those things about ourselves that we have those doubts. And so I think, yeah, Mm -hmm. sharing that stuff is just like, as I was watching, I was like, Oh man, like this makes me uncomfortable. But I also realized like, this is really, really good. Mm -hmm. Like we all kind of want this, but we're all afraid to admit that we have a desire for those kind of friendships and the ability to be, vulnerable in that way mm-hmm. so yeah 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 <laughs> yeah <laughs> shout out to grandma Kinsella again. shout out to my grandma <laughs> <laughs> for commenting on our many yes yeah yeah mm-hmm. and i do just like a comment on the uh that kind of silly scene but that amazing scene when they're the fellowship is reunited besides Bormir um sorry sure <laughs> um and like yeah just like the joy um and just like yeah Mary and Pippin are just like losing their minds the yes. entire time if you notice like as yeah. each person comes in like one by one they're still losing their minds just can't get over the fact that Frodo's alive and that they're together again but then like 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 Frodo kind of makes like a special face or like has a expression on his face for each person. But then like when it gets to Sam, it's just like just this long gaze and it's like a small little smile because it's just like, Oh, what we've been through. Yes. And like, yeah, I don't know. It's just really beautiful. It is. Watch it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I think it's great. And then even, Oh yeah. And even like that final, like, I don't know why that always gets me a little bit. Like, at the Grey Havens, whenever mm-hmm. Frodo gives, like, Sam the final kiss on the forehead, it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, man. Ooh. I know. <laughs> That's, like, just, like, such such a power. Again, like, credit to Peter Jackson for portraying good, authentic friendships in this. Like, that are, like, still very real and, like, not just, like, the serious side of it, but even, like, Mary and Pippin like dancing on top of a table and like singing some <laughs> drinking song right. after they won the battle of Isengard. Like, yeah. yeah, you know, like the ridiculousness of that whole thing, but like mm-hmm. just the goodness of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that's something that as I was watching these clips, I'm like, man, like I knew it was all in there, but I forgot like how much mm-hmm. it was included within that. So yeah. 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 Lots of great moments. Yeah. Yeah, that scene at the end is just like, ah, take my heart and rip it in a thousand pieces. Yes. But in a good way. (laughs) In a good way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting because that's actually, uh, I think, one of the videos I kind of sent 
I don't know if I sent the first one in that collection, but there's like one a video to where like one of the first things he mentions is Lord of the Rings is not just like good escapism. Mm-hmm. It touched our hearts and it, it like it broke our hearts is actually the word that he uses. And it touched on something so real. And I think this is one of those elements is just that element of friendship that it was so highly, highly valued by Tolkien himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like other, yeah, not like other movies that just allow you to kind of like, yeah, escape reality, but it kind of touches you in a place where you're able to face reality even more than maybe you ever had. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which might be a stretch. The gospel comes first. (laughs) Well, the gospel comes first. But in the sense that, like, I think really good stories don't merely, like, allow us to escape or, like, distract us, mm-hmm. but help to draw out what's actually going on inside of us mm-hmm. and help to make us more aware of that reality and help us to probably accept those realities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> good timing. Yeah. Very good timing. What do you got? You got something? So again, like I, this has been one of my, my little piece. So this is like father Jared segments is to pull like a scene from the book. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily in the movie to kind of, so in the book, the fellowship isn't like formed, like just out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Like what happens is Frodo agrees to take the ring. And then obviously like very quickly afterwards, Gandalf agrees to go with them. And they say, well, obviously Sam needs to go with them as well. But then it kind of begins to like be built up and it's like, okay, well, we need to send somebody for the dwarves. And it's like, well, Gimli will go because mm-hmm. it's, and so he'll go. And then Legolas, who's here from Mirkwood, will go as well. And like this is all kind of being decided over time because for months after Frodo decides to go, a lot of uh, Aragorn, like a lot of Elrond's sons are like going around Rivendell to make sure that all the riders are gone. Mm-hmm. And none of them survived like the, at the Ford to make sure that they're gone. So that way they can like, have a clearer path or like a safer path. And so while they're doing this, they're forming this. And so then they decide that Aragorn's going to go and they decide that Boromir is going to go. And they, they decide that they should have nine members of the fellowship for the night to kind of like counteract the nine ring race. Mm. So that's why nine's a significant okay. number there. So they decide upon nine. So that leaves seven. So Elrond's trying to debate who the next, who the last two members of the fellowship should be. And so he's like saying, well, maybe I could send Glorfindel, who's like this great, powerful elf lord, mm-hmm. who's like actually the one that gets in the book is the one who brings them from, not Arwen, but him is the one who comes with the horse. Oh, okay. okay. So he's, so after he plays. Weathertop? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. So after that point, he's the one that comes and finds them. Gotcha. And so, El, so and Elrond wants to send back Merry and Pippin to kind of warn the Shire that the, all this is hap- happening, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the setup. And then this is what then Merry and Pippin immediately jump, or Pippin. But that will leave no place for us, cried Pippin in dismay. We don't want to be left behind. We want to go with Frodo. That is because you do not understand and cannot imagine what lies ahead, said Elrond. Neither does Frodo, said Gandalf, unexpectedly supporting Pippin nor do any of us see clearly 
It is true that if these hobbits understood the danger, they would not dare go, but they would still wish to go, or wish they dared, and be shamed and unhappy. I think, Elrond, that it is in this matter it would be well for us to trust rather in their friendship than, than to great wisdom. Even if you chose for us an elf lord such as Glorfindel, he could not storm the dark tower nor open the road to the fire by the power that is in him. That's like, an awesome quote. Yes. <laughs> like Gandalf just knocking out of the park. Yeah. And just like a great character. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just love that. Now, I think it's, again, movie, so you need to like your cut for time. So you need to like pull this together and make it very dramatic, right? Mm-hmm. But I love this aspect in the book because it like shows that at this moment, Gandalf's like, let's trust friendship more than let's trust power. Because obviously it's the ring of power. So that's also something I find very powerful about it is they're carrying the ring of power and Elrond's thinking, okay, we need to send it like powerful elf lord or somebody who's a really good warrior. To match. To match it. And Gandalf's like, no, I think we should probably trust it more to friendship, which is prone, like real friendship is vulnerable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's interesting that in this moment, they choose ultimately the weakest of like the characters because <laughs> they have no experience in fighting. They're tiny, literally. And instead they trust it to friendship, which is all about vulnerability and making ourselves weak to one another to ultimately make ourselves strong mm-hmm. in the bond that's between us. So there's something kind of beautiful in that passage there that I think speaks to what friendship does for us. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, yeah, which is ultimately... <laughs> Like, no one person can complete this. Like, I always tell people that in, you know, wedding homilies. Like, that's something that every couple hears from me. is like, mm-hmm. the person sitting across from you that you're about to marry does not complete you. Mm-hmm. Only the Lord does that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the Lord is, can't really be invited into any into any one of our hearts if we're not in friendship with other people, mm-hmm. <laughs> in relationship with others. So I think it's beautiful that within the, yeah, within the Lord of the Rings friendship, which is ultimately about making itself vulnerable and weak to other people is ultimately what gives the powers of good. It's power. (laughs) Yeah. Not domination, but service. Mm -hmm. Not strength, sacrifice. (laughs) Yes. That's great. Yeah, that is a very yeah striking thing, striking reality. There were like three parts of that like little paragraph that you read mm-hmm. that kind of like stood out to me. So like the first one was when uh, Pippin says, we want to go with Frodo. Yes. Uh, like it just, again, speaks to this like solidarity, which granted, again, like they didn't know how bad it was going to be. As sure. Elrond pointed out. Yeah. But they had to have known it's probably not going to be easy. Yes. So it was just this, um, yeah, just this willingness to enter into these dark places with with my friend. Like, yeah. of course I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, when, um, yeah, when uh, Gandalf says it's true that if these hobbits understood the danger, they would not dare to go. Like... Friendship gives us an unexpected courage in the face of danger, you know, like, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it has that power. So it has a way different power than what's his name? Glorfindel. Yes. Could have ever given them. Um, or yeah, I contributed to the friendship. And then, yeah, that last line talking about, yeah, just like this, using this powerful elf, elf Lord could have, that, that it's not, that what we need here is to trust in friendship and that, um, yeah. yeah, it's not about the power or the strength. It's that friendship can take care of things that the strongest cannot. Yes. You know. And I think it's even like circle back what we talked about with hope, but even what we'll talk about in a future episode with providence. Mm-hmm. There's also trust in providence. Mm-hmm. You know, now they wouldn't say like the Lord, but like for some reason they're here, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and they're like willing to go. Yeah. And I think in a lot of ways, that's also what friendships are like why has the Lord put certain people in my life and why does he like continue to indicate that he wants them in my life? I don't know, but that's his providence and I got to like trust, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's like where the intent, like the intentionality comes along. Cause they could have been like, well, you need to go back. Right. Mm-hmm. But instead trusting like, no, this is what they desire. And this seems to also be what Frodo would desire. So let's, yeah, let's leave that there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's even like a trust in the Lord that he's given us the ones that we need mm-hmm. Yeah. to handle the day at hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's awesome. Hmm. What? Thought, oh, sorry. I thought you had a thought. I, I did. I'm not sure where it is, though. <laughs> Okay, take your time. <laughs> Should I like sing something over the top while we yeah, have it yeah, for an intermission? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or dang it, we need some advertisers so that way I could, this could be the moment at which I start some sort of advertising campaign, you know? Oh, Product yeah. placement. Yeah, like halfway through the <laughs> yeah. episode. <laughs> <laughs> like some talk, like some talk, like uh, YouTubers will like say, oh, this episode is brought to you by. Uh-huh. And talk about all the reasons why it's great. And you're yeah. thinking... You're lying. Yes. <laughs> They're paying you to <laughs> say this. Exactly. I believe you. <laughs> well. Yeah. What? Well, keep trying to find it. What were so. you going to say? Talk. Well, I was going to say, well, I was just going to say, you know, and speaking of just people who are willing to give and sacrifice, once again, mm-hmm. thank you to Julia Monin and mm-hmm. Journey Reve- Journeys Revealed mm-hmm. Ministries for allowing us to use this space once again. So. Yes. That's that's authentic. That one is very very real. So thank you, Julia. Very real. You're thank the you, bomb. Julia, you are the bomb. dot com. Bomb. dot com. That's right. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I I really don't know where. Um. Oh. Okay. So, um, kind of. I think you were talking about it. Yeah, you talked about it at the beginning that. Um, that none of the members of the fellowship really got much from the quest except for friendship. Yes. And we're just kind of talking about friendship then must be worth it. Yes. It must be worth the pain, the effort. And even, and now this is where it hurts. (laughs) Sure. Even worth the inevitable loss. Yes. Right. Because 
Um, not that Sam and Frodo's friendship ever will be completely lost, but they will be separated forever. Yeah. Or for... Not forever. Okay. What do you know? <laughs> so Sam is actually the last person to go leave the Grey Havens. After Rosie dies, he actually because he because he's a ring bearer. He carried it for a very short time, but he is a ring bearer. When when he carried Frodo? No, whenever Frodo whenever he thought Frodo was dead. <gasps> yes, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Okay, good. Woo. <laughs> I thought it was all over. No. Yeah. So actually he does, he does eventually after Rosie dies, he goes to into the West as well. That's good. Yeah. That's very good. Yes. Okay. So, but I think that it's true. There is a a loss. We are always going to lose Mm -hmm. at least to death. We are sorry to get dark, but we're all going to lose each other to death eventually. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just. So talk about that pain. Let's let's get into the pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess that's. Like, if they knew, even like. Yeah, I believe that if they knew at the beginning that they were going to be separated from a very long time, they still would have chosen, yes. you know, to go. Because yes. friendship has proven time and time and time and time and time again that it's worth it. Yes. And that it does much good in our own hearts and in the world. And that it's an amazing form of evangelization. Yes. Which is something I was thinking about, too. You look like you have a question. <laughs> yeah. So go on. Sorry. Uh, I'll I come don't back know to me. What, yeah. I'm not sure what else I was going to say. Friendship is evangelization. Go into that. Because it's beauty, truth, and goodness. <laughs> and so it reveals the Lord. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess authentic friendships, first of all, rooted in Christ. Um, and that he would be our first friend. Um of course, bears the fruit and I guess the mark of evangelization, that's what it is. Um, To be a friend of Christ is to evangelize by your life, but even in our human friendships, um, yeah, there's just a particular beauty to it. There's a truth in the sense, well, yeah, in a lot of ways, but I guess just one thing is... um, well, this encompasses the beauty, the truth, and the beauty, the true, the beautiful, the true, and the good yes. of a friendship, but it's just the ability to stand beside someone and um, yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, you're doing great. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I guess just by your, by your presence and by your words, 
as well, just affirming that um, that someone is good and is worth being loved. <laughs> loved, invested in, yeah. Yeah, loved and invested in and um, like waste, ah, second time, <laughs> wasting time with, you know. Sure. Um, is a just the like smallest I must say like maybe even like blurriest reflection of the way that the Lord loves us yes so it's beautiful yeah it's true and it's good yeah yeah I am <laughs> that was a really loud one <laughs> wasn't really a burp it just like came from my throat <laughs> yeah just like a little processing the yes sip you just yeah the sip i took <laughs> much air needs to be released now for some reason <laughs> so very clean transition into i was going to say that that is um actually one of my favorite like oh my gosh i love that that document so much so, you know, I'm a big fan of St. Jose Maria Escriva mm-hmm. and Opus Dei is, you know, a movement and they have a prelate. So like a, they call him the father of the entire movement mm-hmm. and monthly he usually releases like a document that he writes to all the children of Opus Dei. So to all of his children mm-hmm. and November of 2019, it's amazing. It's on friendship and he calls friendship the apostolate of Opus Dei. He's like, and friendship is the apostolate of everyone. He's like, that is the new evangelization. That's what like, and St. Jose Maria actually said that too. That friendship is the apostolate. That's what we are about. Mm -hmm. That's how we're going to evangelize the world. And that's what they do. It's like by, so it's like by, like friendship is absolutely central. And so he talks about what friendship looks like Mm -hmm. and how it can lead others. Because then he talks about how we can be friends with people who don't believe. He said, obviously, we probably understand pretty well how we can be friends with believers, Mm -hmm. but how we friends with those who do not believe in our Lord and how do we show the Lord to them through our friendship with them? Mm -hmm. You know, and he, and then, so he talks about how, you know, not trying to win them over to a cause, but instead by willing their good, like they come to encounter the Lord and they realize we're not invested in this to like get a convert or to like. Mark one up on like, hey, this is how many I've got this month or whatever. But instead, because we simply love them. Mm-hmm. And that's how they come to account the Lord is not by arguments or um, being convinced, but only convinced by the love and care that you have for them. Mm-hmm. It's like, whew, it's great. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, mm-hmm. so whenever you mentioned, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. Well, you know what? I think I stole it from you. I'm sure I've heard you say that before. <laughs> Friendship is the new evangelization. Oh. I'm well, maybe. Well, maybe. Okay, I'll take it. Right, fine. Accept it. Accept. Okay, I'll accept that gift. Okay. <laughs> from a friend. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's like so. Yeah, it is just like such a great testimony because, and this is why I always tell people like evangelization is inefficient. Yeah. You know, it is so inefficient and I don't know why we, yeah, Mm -hmm. like it just takes a lot of investment in people Mm -hmm. and being there for them and just like loving them. Mm -hmm. And so I think, yeah, 
So that's just like, so sorry when you said that. I was like, oh my gosh, I just sent off all those kind of things in my mind of like, yep, this is why I love mm-hmm. St. Jose Maria so much. Why he's one of your friends. Why he's one of my friends, yeah. Mm-hmm. And closest friends in my priesthood. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Can you explain more about why friend or uh, evangelization is inefficient? Just for anybody who might be like wondering what the heck does he mean by that? So I mean that, you know, and so often where we look at investments or whatever we kind of do in our life, we think, I put this much in, do I get that much out, right? Mm-hmm. So we treat everything like it's an equation or like something that we're like meant to get a return on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Whenever it comes to evangelization, it's like a lot of hard, hard work. It is a lot of like investment in people who will turn away. So like, for example, my brother-in-law, his sister is a focused missionary and I have a friend, father, Chris Kamarowski, who was a focused missionary. And I know some other focused missionaries. And while there's like a particular joy in like investing individually in people and then seeing them like come to faith, mm-hmm. there's also kind of an excruciating pain that you can see in their eyes and in their voices and just like even in their bodies where they describe that they invested like in somebody and they still didn't want to come to the Lord mm-hmm. and they still didn't want to buy in more. They just kind of like ended up ignoring them altogether and like ghosting them as the term is, yeah. you know, and just like pain that comes from that. And that happens like with a lot of people. So it's inefficient because we don't always get a return in the investment that we have in somebody, the love and care we put into somebody does not always mean that they're going to come to faith mm-hmm. or that they're going to love us back, even on a human level. And so I think it's inefficient because we don't always get out of it what we put into it. Mm-hmm. Now, whenever it is returned, it's usually more than we could have ever put into it in many ways. But, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> so so obviously the Lord gives us our own consolations with that and our friendship with him. He gives us more than we could ever give to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he still wants our friendship. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So it's an imitation of him who's given us everything and given us the greatest of friendships and we can't possibly ever return to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Did you have any other thoughts? I guess you mentioned it, um, like, um, wanting what's like willing the good of the other and just, uh, yeah. Another part of Frodo and Sam's friendship that is just beautiful is when, um, Frodo's about to leave at the end. And at first Sam is like, you can't leave. Yes. (laughs) But then eventually like he's able to recognize this is what's best for him. Yes. And, um, like he just gives up the fight. Like, I think at first he was willing to like try to convince him. Yeah. Don't go. Um, yeah. He may be reluctant, but he lets him do what he needs, Mm -hmm. which is just like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Causes him pain, but. Um, yeah. So it's just this, uh, example of willing the good of the other, even when it causes the self pain. Yes. Which is sacrifice. Yeah. 
Hmm. That's, yeah, that's great. That's a great insight. Hmm. And I think even like in that final act of friendship on Boromir's part, mm-hmm. that he's just simply trying to defend Mary and Pippin <laughs> at the expense of his own life. And even Faramir, like, you know, the laws of your father. If you let them go, your life is forfeit. <laughs> then it is forfeit. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Yeah. yeah, so that's just those kind of, um, those very intense moments of that. And even Gandalf at the bridge in Moria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just all those self-sacrificial things. That is like you noted earlier, like power thinks of strength. Sacrifice is ultimately what wins the day mm-hmm. <laughs> in Lord of the Rings. And that's what friendship really is at its core. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Further thought? I don't think so. Okay. You looked so <laughs> I was just thinking that was a really good wrap up statement <laughs> for the whole thing it doesn't have to be for the whole thing okay. just be for that section I gotcha what else you got rolling around in your brain well just the one thing that's I guess is one of the hardest things for me like I love not love I do actually I do I take that back <laughs> I do love helping to care the burdens of my friends like I want to be there for them and I want to be a part of those dark places and those dark times. And I want to be able to be there for them. However, <laughs> allowing myself to be a burden to my friends and to have the vulnerability, the courage to say, I need you <laughs> right now is really tough. And so just that, you know, the fact that even, you know, before they meet Aragorn, like Frodo is a danger to Sam, to Mary, and to Pippin. He's a danger to every single one of them. Their lives are in danger because of him. But he has to be willing to accept their help. And again, in the book, it's like it's much more free willed on Mary and Pippin's part. Because, like, it actually does happen like it does in the movie to where Sam is eavesdropping. Mm -hmm. But then Sam ends up telling Mary and Pippin. (laughs) And then Mary and Pippin decide they're going with Frodo. (laughs) (laughs) You know? So there is just a... Yeah, that ultimately for the task and the burden to be unburdened, (laughs) the ring, Frodo needs to allow his friends, needs to allow himself to be a burden to his friends. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, yeah. So that's just really hard for me to do is to like learn if I'm going through a difficult time to tell my friends that like I need you and I can't do this without you. And this is kind of taking you, this is taking your time, your energy, and maybe your peace. 
but to have the courage to do that is probably what, if I want it, then my guests and my friends probably want to do it for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's, yeah, so just that aspect of that you see throughout, especially in Frodo's story, but I'm, sh- I'm sure you could probably pull it out from other characters as well, that they're a burden mm-hmm. at different times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a good point. Hmm. Yeah. Why is it hard to like think that like why is it hard to accept that maybe just maybe your friend also wants to, you know, like that's just an interesting part of our humanity yes. that like I want this for my friend. But it's hard for me to think that they would, maybe not that they would want it, as you mentioned, but just that it would be worth it for them because it's going to cause them pain. But um, but again, it is worth it. And in the words yes. of Pippin, I want to go with Frodo. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. I want to go with him. Yeah, yeah, that is really fascinating. Do you think it's mostly just because of, like, yeah, the effect it will have on the other person? Why it's hard to ask for help or to state that? Yeah. Yes, but also, I think it has to do with. So, this is kind of actually a well documented or well researched aspect of psychology that there is so like first of all it's been observed and so then psychologists begin asking themselves like why does this happen that for some reason like if i as an individual am like prescribed (laughs) a medication to help me like half of people will not actually will like either not take it at all like not get the prescription filled or like begin taking it, but stop taking it throughout the entirety of like the term that you're supposed to take it for as long as you're supposed to like being responsible for themselves. However, whenever it comes to somebody being responsible for somebody else that jumps to like 90, 95% of people will ensure even for their pets, will make sure that their pets like take the full dosage and when they're supposed to at all times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like, in that simple little like comparison there, when it comes to taking care of ourselves medically, we're a lot less likely to do it. Whenever it comes to taking care of others and even animals, mm-hmm. <laughs> like we follow through and we do it. And so psychologists began asking what that's about. And it seems like what they maybe think is going on is that we understand that other people do terrible things but we can like excuse them easier than we can excuse ourselves. So it seems like when it comes to understanding the evil that we've done, we find it harder to excuse ourselves because we know all the thoughts that have gone into it and like all the malice that's behind it. Mm-hmm. We can grant other people the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. but it's hard to grant ourselves the benefit of the doubt because we know ourselves better. <laughs> and so it actually, and maybe not necessarily even know ourselves better, 
we intuit that about ourselves. Some, some people can't even articulate that, but they, but we do seem to like understand that, that it's like, yeah, they're bad, but you know, they've also had like a rough upbringing. They had this, it's like me, I'm, I just, I'm just terrible. Mm -hmm. And so I think part of it's also that we don't think we're worth the investment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's part of it. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, depression by Father Jared. <laughs> <laughs> this month's ep this month's episode is brought to you by <laughs> yeah psychology. Psychology. <laughs> that is really fascinating, though. Yeah, and I think that is true and a common experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, so I think that what happens with a lot of that is, is it's hard for, and I think, so part of it's probably recognizing each of our own dignities as children of God, mm -hmm. as a son or daughter. And part of it's also just having the humility to say, well, these people seem to care enough, mm -hmm. so I might as well let them do it, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I may, maybe even kind of recognize in darker times is like, well, at the very least, they'll finally see who I truly am. So if they want to walk away, then they finally can. <laughs> you know, like that's that's like the dark thing. But it's still like enough to like for me to just like throw myself on it. Mm -hmm. Like it's not necessarily virtuous. Mm -hmm. But it is like, okay, fine. I'll just do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. That's good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yay. Yay. What a happy note to end on. Yes. There was. Uh, I do feel like we need to end on a happy note, so. Yeah, or happier at least. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at something, but it's not very, yeah. What? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> so kind of what we've been talking about. Um, not being able to carry the burden itself, but being able to carry the, the person who carries the burden. Yes. Um, and just, of course, that all familiar scene in the movie. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. They're about, Sam and Frodo are about, at the end of their strength, like lying on the side yes. of Mount Doom. And, uh, yeah, they're just completely spent. And, like, Frodo looks like he's dying, but Sam holds him in his lap and reminds him of beauty. He starts talking about the Shire. Yes. Which Frodo has completely... It has completely left his mind. Yes. He's unable to see it. He's unable to see it in Experience every way. It, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he reminds him of goodness and he reminds him of truth. Yeah. In the that like darkest moment. And I just love he says, The orchards will be in blossom and the birds will be nesting in the hazel thicket. Do you, and then he says some more, but he says, Do you remember the taste of strawberries? But then Frodo is just like so 
honest and real and vulnerable? And he says, no. <laughs> like, oh, Sam, I can't recall the taste of food or the sound of water or the touch of grass. I'm naked in the dark. And this brings Sam to tears. Yeah. <laughs> because he knows how hurt Frodo is, but I think in that moment, he gets an insight into just how yeah. hurt he is. Um, but then that gives him the drive <laughs> to say, then let's destroy this thing. Yeah. Let's, let's be, be rid, rid of, of it. it yeah. For all. Um, and then I the great music care. plays and he begins to carry him up the, <laughs> begins to carry him up. Yeah. So it's just like a, like in that moment, Sam gets a better insight into the burden that Frodo carries and he has to accept that he cannot carry that, that he's powerless in taking it away. But he also knows yeah. there is still something I can do that might be able to help a little. Yeah. Even if it's just a little and it's worth it. So I'm, we're going for it. Let's yeah. go. Scoopy up. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, I think we can see that in a very tactile way with the ring. Mm-hmm. But what's a way do you think we can see that and maybe in practically speaking, like you don't necessarily give any specific examples, but like, mm -hmm. how do you think we can see that even at play, like helping, we can't carry a burden that someone's carrying, but like we can in a sense carry them, like we can bring them through that dark time. Do you have like mm -hmm. kind of an idea of what, like a way of, is the word I'm looking for portraying that? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. Um, hmm. I guess like this is going to sound very simple because it is, but just like. If someone is carrying a burden at work, for example, and like you're friends with them and like you, maybe you don't really have any insight into, like you don't work at the same place and you don't have any insight yeah. into what um, the work is like except for what they share with you. Um, just again, being intentional and yeah. like there's nothing you can do. You can't go in and like make the boss less of a jerk. Yes. <laughs> you know, sure. or you can't go in and like tell that employee or, you know, that, that person's coworker to stop, Yeah. you know, nagging on them. Or I guess you could, <laughs> yeah. but, um, in many ways, like, yeah, you can't, you don't, you're powerless against a lot of the things that. Yeah. Your friends endure. Mm -hmm. But what you can do is, be intentional and like give them a call. Yeah. Ask them to share what is hurting so that yeah. they can be known better. I think that's one of the things that, um, yeah, I recently kind of learned in a conversation with someone was, yeah, I was struggling with like, like I'm not going to get too specific, but I was struggling with like, what do I share <laughs> in a situation that I was going through? But I was reminded by someone to just like, if this is something that's going to help you be better known, 
by your your friend, by someone you love, then it's probably worth sharing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess give them space to be known. And that in and of itself is a, a lifting of the burden. Sure. That's yeah. awesome. I don't know if that's exactly what you were. No, that's awesome. No, that's great. Okay. Yeah. No, that's beautiful. So thanks for, Mm -hmm. yeah. So thanks for, yeah, sharing that. I was just, yeah, kind of curious. So Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on that? I don't think so. Okay. Well, I guess maybe to kind of end on a, higher notes mm-hmm. I think the line whenever the fellowship is le- leaving Lothlorien and Gledriel tells the fellowship that as long as the fellowship remains true hope endures like that's such a great line but it's it also speaks to the reality the truth that insofar as we remain faithful to our friends and that we trust in their faithfulness to us. That's like the only way out of the mess we're in. <laughs> There's no other option. You know, we're basically like, so maybe it is a little dark, like we're backed into a corner some ways in this life. Mm-hmm. And the only way out of it is by trusting other people. You know, to use the line of a professor at seminary. We go to heaven together. You go to hell all by yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think it's, I just love that line because I, th- it's a reminder to us that friendship is one, like a great good. Like there's obviously, there can be issues with attachment. Mm-hmm. But I think oftentimes that can also serve as like a, as an excuse to like keep us from being vulnerable. <laughs> and also to keep us from getting hurt. Yeah. You know. And so I think it's something we really need to be careful of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, trusting in the friendships the Lord gives us is ultimately, I think, trusting in him. Like we have to trust in his friendship that he's going to take care of us no matter what. And I think he can do that in so many ways through the friends that he gives us. Because I do love the image that after he's ascended into heaven, like Mary is there. <laughs> praying with the disciples and she's supporting them. And, and so really it's her friendship that gets them through the next nine days while they're awaiting Pentecost. Mm -hmm. And I think, and I think you can even see it in a lot of other ways throughout the rest of the gospels. Like I love that Barnabas who shows up fairly often acts the apostles, but they Barnabas, which means son of encouragement like I want that title yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know like yeah. like I want to be someone that's known as like the son of encouragement like he's so associated with encouragement that his lane really means like son of it yeah. you know like he is born of encouragement and it also means that he's probably encouraging himself mm-hmm. and so that's just I love sorry I, that's like one of those like little lines I'm always like that's awesome. I'm waiting for that to show up because I want to preach about that at daily mass like unfortunately it doesn't show up I think in the Sunday readings but yeah yeah. But Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, like whew, that's mm, such a great line. That is it's a great title. I mean, so um, 
Barney. What's that? Barney. Barney. <laughs> <laughs> thinking about like kids' names. Yes. Barnabas. Barnabas. Barney. Barney. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So I think, yeah. So just that encouragement that we can give to one another mm-hmm. yeah. is so precious and so valuable in friendship. And I think that that's something that we have to keep in mind is that we're all on a journey, or at least we should be on a journey. Like a friend can be one who gives you encouragement by giving you a kick in the pants and say, like, get up and like, get moving. Mm -hmm. And a friend can also be the one that whenever you're like along the journey and you're like just scraping by, that's like, Hey, keep going. It's going to get better. Mm -hmm. Like, I know you're tired right now. I know this is like really steep hill. I know it's like really muddy. It's really grimy. It's really disgusting. But keep going. Mm-hmm. Like, just keep going. Keep moving forward. And, like, it was a curse. Like, hey, like, you stepped off the path. That's okay. Like, follow me. We're, we're going to get back on. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to be okay. So that encouragement is so, so important. Yes. Whether it is, again, like a pick, kick in the pants or whether it's, like, encouragement to keep moving forward or whether it's, like, hey, you're kind of strained right now, but follow me. I'll show you the way back to the right way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever that kind of looks like, that that's ultimately, I think in a lot of ways, what friendship is, is encouragement. So, yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yes. And even like the, uh, mm, is it the end of the first movie? When, um, cause one of my other things about friendship is friendship encourages and aff- affirms. As you said, but when, um, like, It's like Smeagol's leading Frodo and, and Sam, and uh, Sam's like, do you ever think we'll be put in like those... Great stories. Great oh, yeah, stories. second movie. And yeah, the okay, second movie. Yeah. That's a great part, and it's like, they'll be like, Frodo was really courageous, wasn't he, Dad? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... Oh, yeah. But then, like, Frodo follows it up with... Yeah. You've left out one of the chief characters, Samwise the Brave. Yeah. I want to hear more about Sam. Like, yeah. Frodo wouldn't have gotten far without Sam. Yeah, that's a great line. Sorry, that one always makes me like, oh my gosh, it's such a good yeah. like moment, like you said, like that encouragement. Mm-hmm. And then like even in the movie, I think it's, of course, it's very, very beautifully depicted because like they're just kind of like walking yeah. as they're saying this, but then like um, after, <laughs> um, after Frodo says, I want to hear more about Sam, like you can see his face kind of change Yeah, because he recognizes how much Sam means to him. Yeah. And he's like, I got to tell him. Yeah. And so he's like, his face changes. He stops. He, he turns, turns around, around. and yeah. he's, he looks him in the eye and says, Frodo wouldn't have gotten far without Sam. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, yeah. And Sam isn't really ready, ready to accept that in the moment. Um, cause he's like, but, but even the vulnerable vulnerability to like admit that, like, I'm not quite ready. Like, right. I was being serious, Mr. Frodo. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think that's like, like one of the top moments of like Elijah Woods acting is like, so was I mm-hmm. <laughs> like this very assuring voice. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's all around. Great. Yeah. And then as he turns around, you can see like the delight in Frodo's face as he hears Sam say to himself, Sam wise, the brave. Yeah. And just a little smirk on yeah. Frodo's face is great. Yeah. And then they continue the journey. Yes, and then they continue the journey. Yeah. As we continue ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. 
Mm-hmm. It is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any other thoughts? I think that's good. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we could talk for a very long time. Yeah, probably. And who knows? This might have been an extended version episode. It might be. Yeah. It feels like maybe, but... I think so. Okay, well. <laughs> by the time, yes. Maybe next time I will actually like start the timer on my phone and have it on my lap. Oh, that's a good call. Well, is it a good call? Um, maybe, maybe we should let it be more natural, so we'll see. Okay. Leave us a comment if you are displeased with us. Yeah. You want it shorter? You want more? Let us know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be surprised, but... We'll be surprised know. if you ask for more, but... <laughs> but, yep, so great conversation. Yeah, that was good. It was. That so. was enjoyable. And thank you for every one of you for sticking with us, and we hope that you glean something from this. Hope that from this you learn to deepen your own friendships. And that you ultimately, yeah, come to trust those that the Lord puts in front of you, gives to you, whether they're close or far away, mm-hmm. with, yeah, with your very self, so, and sacrifice for your friends, so, mm-hmm. yeah. So, all right, well. Do you yeah. want to bless? Oh, that's true. I did promise, I did promise a blessing. blessing, so yeah. So <laughs> if you're sticking around just for this, I won't short you on that, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. The imposition of my hands in the intercession of Blessed Virgin Mary, St. Joseph, St. Jose Maria, St. Therese of Lisieux, and all the angels and saints. Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. All right, bye. Thanks, everyone. (laughs) Bye. Have a good evening, morning, whatever, whenever you're watching this. Life. Life.